This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we're talking about the FU4s and why David looks like a pickle in a sombrero when he wears a cowboy hat. Kids. Oh my gosh. I'm glad hey, you I'm I'm just glad you don't yell it right now. Ooh, no. no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ask and you shall receive. No, don't ask. Don't ask. Nah. How are you? I, I'm good. <laughs> Seems like a weird question. I don't know why. I am ragingly socially awkward. Most yeah. of the time. 13 months of living in your home. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you crazy. I accidentally sent a text tonight with like a stupid thumb, like a sending thumb that just yeah, you sent fat it too it. fast. Yeah, yeah, so I was mid-sentence, didn't finish the text, and then sent it, and then really quickly had to send the rest of it to a client, and it yeah, yeah. did not show well. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to like, it's like toothpaste, you like can't put it back inside, but you want to? No, but then you were talking about how you wanted to like explain it and apologize. Oh, I totally And you were going to turn into that scene with the answering machine and swingers. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen that movie. I can't remember what it's about. It's though. the whole thing where he like calls a girl, um, his ex-girlfriend actually, oh. and then he starts like leaving this message and then it beeps on him and then he calls and, and just keeps getting more and more depressing <laughs> and like needy and That's exactly and eventually she picks up and is like, don't. never call me again. I I really wanted to write back like 10 million texts to be like, I'm so sorry. I know that we don't know each other, but you don't know this about me, but I'm a little bit awkward. Like it doesn't, it's not you. It's me. Like I, all these things went through my head. Anyway, I didn't send any of them. I just let it be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I objectively think you're one of the least awkward, like you're one of the most, I'm going to flip that around, most um, sort of socially uh, savvy people I know. Really? And I think you you're... You do not know many socially savvy people. <laughs> I do work in research. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, I still think you're savvy. I do think you're rusty. <laughs> like, yeah. I've noticed... Have you? <laughs> not that you make mistakes, but that you're really self-conscious about things that you weren't before we went through a quarantine and a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I do. I totally agree. It's like, like I've been in the same bubble for a really long time and I don't know how to interact anymore. I don't yeah. know. It's awkward. You want to hear one of my wins? For yeah, the day? I do. Please. Well, if anyone out there is thinking, man, I just wish I could be a parent like the Smiths. I listen to this podcast because <laughs> no they're no always, one. always on top of everything. No one's saying that. They're not going to be after this. Oh, no. Do I know about this? This isn't that bad. It's just total ridiculousness. Um, When um, the meals our kids ate today, uh, mac and cheese for lunch, (laughs) but we topped it off with some spaghetti for dinner. (laughs) So they're all carved up. Probably haven't seen a green leaf in two days. (laughs) I fed them a green leaf. You did. I did. And a carrot. I fed them carrots. I I gave them a carrot. I was like, just eat that. So one of our kids, when they were taking a bath, you were gone for the weekend. I stayed here and worked. And um, one of our kids was taking a shower last night. And he like gets ready to get in. And he goes, yeah, I probably shouldn't put those 
shorts on again. And I was like, oh, why not? And he goes, oh, I haven't changed them the whole time we were gone. And I was like, what? I go, did you shower? Because um, they were with you all weekend. He was like, nah, mom, I went to the pool. (laughs) Which in the summertime, I sometimes do that, but not for four days. Just, I'm just saying. It was two and a half. Right. And he went to the pool twice. (laughs) That's a ton of chlorine cleaning that body. I actually yeah. didn't know. Except for he probably was putting the same underpants on over and over. If he wore underpants at all. I mean, that that's yeah. the kid out of all three of them that sometimes goes free balling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was paying close enough attention to whether or not he put the same shorts back on. And apparently that's what he did. Yep. So his bag was full of clean clothes. Good job. We didn't have to do laundry when you got home. <laughs> Good job by you. So one of our kids tonight, I was riding in the car with him. You were rotting in the car with him? Rot riding? Riding. Riding. You sounded southern there. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I you. I was rotting in the car with oh, him. Oh, riding in the car. <laughs> so I was riding in the car, in, in the truck, the pickup truck. Can you believe that we owned a pickup truck at one point? We're like the least pickup trucky people. Nothing wrong with owning a pickup truck. I just don't look normal in one. No, my head, do I. My head's, my head's too thin to wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> Yeah, I look so dumb. <laughs> I look got like, like a, my bright like, pink lipstick on. Hey guys, <laughs> if I put a cowboy hat on, I look like a like a pickle with a sombrero. <laughs> I think it's so accurate. <laughs> so that's why. I don't, but we did. We we got a hand me down pickup truck for two years. Yeah. While someone was out out of the country, and then we had to give it back. But anyway. We're in the car, riding in the car, <laughs> and uh, the son is just chatting away, telling me about stuff, da, da 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 And, you know, sometimes it feels like our kids are distant or, like, we're always just sort of, not fighting, but just, like, pushing on them and saying no and, like, trying to get them to obey and listen, all these things. Yeah. And every once in a while, you just have these moments where, like, it wasn't even about anything important. He's just, like, giving me some facts about something. And then all of a sudden, almost accidentally... He reaches over and puts his hand on my forearm like he's like an 80-year-old woman being like, Granny, let me tell you something. And he just kind of keeps talking. and then, But it was like for emphasis, and he pulls his hand back, and it just struck me. I was like, who are you, old man? He just had to make sure that you were with him, like you were, you were on it. I don't know. He, speaking of socially savvy, is very good with the peeps. That's why he touched your arm, because he probably felt your lack of attention and was like, oh, no, I'll just gently touch you, and then you'll remember, and I'll pause for a moment, and then I'll come back, and you'll be engaged again. That reminds me that at my shortly after I graduated from college, I was in my first job, and someone read an article or something that said that if you touch people with two hands, when you shake their hands, so yeah. you shake with one hand and you do some sort of arm touch, wrist touch, elbow touch, that is like more memorable. And so I definitely went <laughs> so through. So you went around and like touched people's forehead while you shook their hands. I bet they remembered. <laughs> you like palm them. I wish. No, but I definitely went through a stage where I just always touched, like I did the handshake and then I, outer part of their hand with my other hand, <laughs> cupped them. It was a power play, Rach. That is. I had a power play when we were dating. This is like 19 years ago now, and I couldn't keep my hands off your elbow. Like You were getting power played. No, My no, elbow I was don't. so attractive, you couldn't <laughs> stop. So. Is that why you still rub your elbow in my face? Like, hey, come, in, come on, let's go to bed. <laughs> it gets the job done, Rach. 
have very attractive. Speaking of awkward, <laughs> we have very attractive elbows. Oh my gosh! You big pickle with a sombrero. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, my face and my head ridiculous. <laughs> elbows super hot. <laughs> yep, couldn't keep my hands off them. Oh man! So we got sidetracked with the rotten and the trucks <laughs> and the elbows. I don't know where we are. Um, so I read two articles today. Contradict each other. This is also going to be the stat of the week, going up front with Ooh, the stat so of the week. pay attention. <laughs> yeah, because the rest of the stuff we say, <laughs> just, just most drown time, that out. Most of the time I get that wrong, so I'm going to pay attention this time. So, well, we t- briefly talked about the first article I read, and then I read a second article, which has a different answer, so I'm prepping you for that. Um, they, it was, I think it was parents.com, like that old parents magazine. Yeah. Um, did a survey, and this came out in August, about what is the hardest age of kids. Mm. And apparently over 50% of the people selected the same age. Do you know what age that is? Well, I do because I know the topic of the day. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying is we talked oh. about a different article. Oh, oh, It's oh. older than what because that one. Because we are talking about four-year-olds today, but it's yeah. older. Yeah. Age seven. Oh, close. It's eight? age eight. Really? Yes. Interesting. Age eight is my favorite. It has I thought 10 been. was your favorite. No, it has been. Age eight is great. It has been my favorite with all the kids. So they claimed um, that eight can be difficult because it's when they first start kind of having independence and sort of pushing away and finding their own personality and so can create conflict or stubbornness but they also are still really like snuggly and huggy at the end of the day yeah um they uh you know want to be independent but aren't capable of doing everything um and that there's in some cases like sort of pre uh puberty type stuff starting to take over and so that emotionally can be a little bit more erratic than say age seven or age six that's what was claimed in this article so i thought that was kind of interesting because I thought your favorite was 10, but I know you really like age 8 as well. And that's possible. The reason that I like age 8 is because I feel like they finally get to a point where they're able to go out on their own. They're not super clingy anymore. And they're starting to, like, make sense of the world a little bit and understand their impact on the world and understand natural consequences and have the language to describe it. So there's a level of maturity, but then at the end of the day, they come back and snuggle. So I love that balance. That's my favorite. Interesting. So you love like what many people think is the hardest. Yeah. So what's what has been historically the hardest age you think? For us, like for for you, yeah. Our boys, age four. I feel like you do all this baby stuff that's really cute, and then you go age two and three, and you're sort of like there's like a. an assumption that you've got terrible twos, awful threes, whatever, you know, but you get to age four and they are no longer these little babies that can get away with cute things, but they're also not five and like getting ready to go to kindergarten. They're not quite, um, they're not quite all the way, I guess they're not quite able to use all of the words that they know, but they know quite a few words. They just don't know how to put them, match them with their emotions yet. So the reasoning skills and the logic are is really hard. Like, and I just remember calling them the fu fours because <laughs> they had, and not me saying that, but like that kid. Every time one of our kids was four, I just felt like the whole time they were just giving me the bird. Like, cause oh, they, that's because I taught them how to give you the bird. <laughs> I was like, this do. will be funny. Oh my gosh, they knew enough 
to be relatively independent. And so you sort of make this assumption that they're able to, but then they like go crazy on yeah. you because they're frustrated and they don't know how to do it. And so it's just a lot of like trying to balance and figure out this shaky ground. You don't know where they're going to land. It's, um, I found it to be really tricky. Yeah. I think that's also like post potty training, but there's still mistakes and they want to be like <laughs> doing their own shoes and socks, but it takes 45 minutes. Yep. Um, we were talking recently about how, um, older people, like as you age into like care and such like that, that, that they need like a lot of time to get through transitions. Um, and I heard someone else talking about how it's actually very similar, sort of like we regress as we get older sure. to w- where we were. And I, I feel like that's the epitome of age four is like, they want to do a bunch of stuff for themselves and you got a, a lot, like 75 minutes to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning to get to school just because the yes. kid wants to do his own socks. And I just like, no, don't. I will do your <laughs> socks. And then they're crying and yelling at me and I'm like, go give mom the bird. <laughs> and then they do, which is probably why I hate age four. Uh, speaking of the bird, we had one kid probably around age six or seven. So they were in first-ish grade. And so they were old enough to like kind of hear about some of that stuff, but know that it was really wrong to, to pick up your middle finger. But then got sort of obsessed with like any time their finger got a little <laughs> higher than the other fingers, like, oh, am I in trouble? And they would come and apologize to us like, mom, yeah. I didn't mean to, but I was just sitting there and I scratched my nose with my middle finger. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's like, yeah. no one else is in the room. <laughs> it's like they understand oh. the letter of the law, but not at all the spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Or they would like whisper in my ear like, oh, did you see that person pointed with their middle finger? Like, do you think they're going to be in trouble because they're not very polite? I always said yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, it's good to raise little little beings who try their hardest to obey the rules. Like I have to admire that in our kids. Like yeah. the desire to obey the rules is good, but also can be really frustrating because they. I think at age four, jumping back to that, they want to do it right because they understand the rules. They understand how things work, but they just can't sometimes. So it's. I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. I also run into around that age when they're very black or white. Um, I'll be like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. And they'll be like, no, mom told me this is, I have to do this. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. that was a different context. Like, no, you don't need to wear a jacket because it's 60 out now. It's not 40. <laughs> yeah. What, what age do you think they start growing out of that or like start understanding their context? I think they start having, um, like being able to really flex an ability to have discernment in like third, fourth, fifth-ish grade in different degrees. So mm-hmm. what's that nine? Let's call that the average right around there mm-hmm. is when I think they start to piece together like, oh, they, they essentially have situational awareness. Like, oh, you don't run into the street most of the time, but there could be a reason to run or what? I don't know. That's a bad example. But like. <laughs> there could be a reason to run in front of a car. Not, just not, not today. In front of a car. <laughs> I'm just saying like. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, there's a difference between, like, crossing a busy street and being, like, out in the country. You don't have to, like, spend three minutes looking left and then right and then left again to cross a dirt road. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Don't. If you're a kid and you're listening to this, you should find something better to do. But if you are, (laughs) never run in the street. There's no situational moment for that. So here's a question for you. Another one. What would you say (laughs) at age four... What would you say as a father, a four-year-old child needs? 
Um, that's a good question. Sorry, I should have prepped you on my no, 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 excessive no. questions today. No, that's great. Um, this is true probably at any age, but I think four is the age where they need, and this continues especially like six, seven, eight as well, they need you to be interested in the ridiculously weird stories they're telling you that you have no clue what's going on. <laughs> um, and I don't think you have to like totally understand it. I think you just have to be willing to be interested and ask good questions um, mm-hmm. and like kind of enter into that world. And I think age four uh, is where kids really get into um, a lot of like imaginary stuff. So it could be superheroes. It could be TV shows they're watching. And there's a lot of weird like toys and TV shows out there. Like I heard about a, one recently from one of our kids called Troll Hunters. I have no clue what it's about. I assume it's about people who hunt trolls. But like, oh but just that sort of thing. To, again, I don't need to spend four hours researching it to know who all the characters are and what's going on. But when they want to talk about it, not sort of dismissing it as like, I don't know what that's talking, you know, what you're talking about or I don't care or, you know, so I think showing interest, I remember when we read um, a parenting book and I can't remember which one it was. uh, And they made the point that if you want your kids to talk to you when they're 12 or 13 or 14, make sure you listen to them when they're, five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good, without it being like a hard and fast rule or for you to feel guilty about it, I think that's a good primer to, to just remember, hey, when they're talking about things that I don't get or don't care about, I should at least feign a certain amount of interest in it mm-hmm. um, and help them you know, talk about that and show some, some interest. Yeah, and I think the other part of that is to not critique the lack of linear thought. Like I yeah. think of how many stories just drone on and are not connected at all. Like they really don't start totally connecting. Like an average child is still pretty all over the place. And I just felt in my heart with our each of our boys that I wanted to correct and I wanted to let them know like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't out of a mean spirit. It was out of just trying to understand or create a linear thought. Right. But it's not linear, and sometimes it's just an exploration that's fun to do together. Yeah, I um, I wholeheartedly agree that I think, I think you earn the right to be heard when they're very young, and then turn your chips in maybe when they're older. Yeah, talk to me now. (laughs) Tell me about (laughs) high school. Oh man. Um, On that last point, I heard at some point someone make the joke that uh, you know a four year old will come to you and, and spend 30 minutes explaining a five minute video they watched yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth like every yeah. detail they come around circles several times there's lots of ums and ahs and, yeah, and well, maybe it was this person and <laughs> what I've learned about middle schoolers is that they'll come to you and talk about um, like a 45 minute or an hour event in about three to five minutes <laughs> oh really you get three to five I thought you were going to say like 37 seconds yeah 37 seconds is about right <laughs> Uh, so age four, it's the fun age. Fu fours. <laughs> Go with that. Should that be the title this week? I don't know, Rachel. Oh, it would be funny. Well, we already hit the set of the week, so um, if people want to rate and review us, where would they do that, Rachel? Well, gosh, gee, Williger, I don't know. <laughs> Riding on the car. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love your reviews, and we need them. It helps us. It gets our um, listens up. Share us. Um, it's super helpful. Rate us. It also just makes us feel better about ourselves. (laughs) We have low (laughs) self-esteem. Rachel's socially awkward. I am after 13 months of a pandemic. So raise our self-esteem and go to iTunes and put in five stars. And if you have a minute, please write something that, um, maybe struck you today. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And you can follow us on the social medias. That'll be in the show notes. 
And as always, thanks for sharing this with a friend. Oh, hey, speaking of self-esteem, and some, I got some bad news. You don't have any self-esteem? <laughs> no, well, Is it gone? <laughs> that's not news. <laughs> Um, I did find out that, well, one, do you know what is, um, the third most popular country we are in where we get our third most listens behind the U S is number one. Just so the audience knows most of our conversations do actually go like this where I I (laughs) am sort of waiting for the factoid to come out. Like (laughs) majority of our life is David pulling out random facts and me saying, Oh, interesting. And then waiting for the real point. All right. Most of our <laughs> listeners are in the United States. The uh-huh. second most common place for our listeners to listen from, I don't know if they live there or uh-huh. not, is Canada. Do okay. you know what the number three one is of the more recent episodes? Australia. No. Really? Yeah. It's Russia. No. Yeah. It's uh, overall over our like 80 some odd episodes, it's like number six. But um, but recently we've had a surge in pu- Russia. Well, maybe just everyone else just fell off. I don't know. <laughs> But the bad news is that we were in the top 50 for parenting podcasts in Russia, and we dropped out last week to number 54. Oh, so, no. so if you're in Russia, you need to really send us to a friend. <laughs> Get them involved. <laughs> funny. Tweet or post about it. Anyway, Rach, this has been fun. It's always good to catch up with you and talk about the good and the, the ugly. Yeah, the good and the <laughs> ugly. Please don't teach your children how to give a bird. I just want to clarify that I never did that. <laughs> I just have to say a disclaimer. I feel like this whole Wait, episode. Wait, wasn't the I joke sound like that terrible... I did it? No, oh, yeah, that you and you I didn't. Them. I think it's pretty obvious I didn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we don't teach our kids how to swear and give the bird. No, but they have heard a swear from time to time. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're fallible people. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Who eat a lot of pasta. <laughs> All in one day. Rachel, thanks for working on the farm. Hey, thank you for working on the farm. Check ya.